The British Israel Church of God presents The Watchman Program The Watchman says Watch World News Watch Europe Watch China Watch Middle East The Watchman unlocks all Bible prophecy From the past, the present And the world to come And now Evangelist and commentator Peter Salemi Now, hopefully, when we do get on television, God willing, we are hoping and praying Almighty God would open the door to us that we can go on television and preach the gospel. But hopefully that when or if that day happens, God willing, that we, I, am not lumped together with a lot of these people who call themselves televangelists. Because I don't belong to that ilk. I don't preach like, I don't sound like, I don't dress like a lot of these people do, you know, I don't, uh, you know, we don't have the jangles, my wife doesn't come on with a guitar, and uh, I don't cry a lot, rarely be seen to cry, and I don't pray on television, or on this Watchman broadcast, on the internet uh, broadcast that you see here from our website. Now, why don't I do that? Well, I follow what Matthew, the sixth chapter, says, because I've gotten some emails that say, Pete, how come you never pray on your radio broadcast or on the Watchman broadcast? And as I mentioned, Jesus Christ said in Matthew, the sixth chapter, when you pray, do it in secret, enter into a room, a closet, and pray in secret, so your Father in heaven will, will reward you openly. And he says, be not as the hypocrites are, because they love to pray standing in the synagogues or in the corners of the streets and praying in front of men and it says they have their reward. They have their reward and that reward is all those people sitting there watching him saying, what a spiritual man. He's a spiritual man. And of course, you know, you see a lot of these ministers on television, I mean, when they pray, man, they, got, they get their eyes down so tight and the eyebrows shoot all the way up to the hairline. They're sitting there and I guess the tighter that they put their face down like this, I guess... Uh, maybe they can see God or something like that. But anyways, they love doing that on television. They love it. They love people watching them. And they have their reward. And that reward is people praising them and also all the millions of dollars that are coming in from their television shows because a lot of people think these guys are spiritual and they are preaching the gospel. Now again, are they preaching that gospel? The word evangelist, let's start with that word evangelist. That word evangelist comes from the word, and this is from the Holman Bible Dictionary, and you get all these sources in the booklet that I'm going to offer you. Evangelist comes from the word evangelistes, and it says, in the light of the wide range of definitions and the continuing debate, it is well to consider two kinds of definitions. First, many insist on defining evangelism only in the strictest sense of the above New Testament words, it is preaching the gospel. And that's what an evangelist is. It's one who preaches the gospel. But, what is the gospel? Now before I get into that, I want to offer you this CD-ROM, absolutely free of charge, with a booklet that I just completed called, What is the Real Gospel? In this booklet, you will find what the real gospel is. And is it a lot of this 
a lot of this gimmickry and antics that these people do, or is it something else? Jesus Christ came proclaiming the gospel. And you will see in the pages of your Bible what the real gospel actually is and is something that you probably never heard of in 20 years of church going. All you have to do is log on to our website at britishisrael.ca. That's british-israel.ca, the official homepage of the British Israel Church of God. And fill out the form where the CD-ROMs are with your name and full address, the CD-ROM you want, and we will send it to you absolutely free of charge. Now, a lot of people ask, uh, how do you, are you able to send these things out absolutely free of charge? Well, we at the British Israel Church of God believe in the practice of tithing and giving, that people tithe to this work, and therefore we can give away all our literature absolutely free of charge. So this is how we are able to do it. So order that free CD-ROM as soon as you can. Now, that is the gospel. The word gospel, all it is, is two Anglo-Saxon word, God's spell, that literally means good news. And Jesus Christ came proclaiming the good news about something. He constantly said that he brought a message that his father gave him to give to the people of this earth. It is a message. Jesus Christ, in Mark, the first chapter, verse 14, said this. Now, after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. And in verse 15, it says, In saying the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel, or the good news. The good news that Jesus brought from his Father to this earth was the message about the coming kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is the government of God that's going to come down from heaven to this earth and it's going to rule and reign on this earth. That is the good news. And boy, do we need that good news today. We need that hope today. Because what you see today is the government of Satan the devil. 2 Corinthians 4, chapter, verse 4 says that he is the God of this world, not the creator, but meaning that he is the, the God of its governments, its systems, its educational systems, and so on. And isn't that true? What we see from Satan the devil is wars, hatred, governments that can't govern themselves or their peoples, rulers and dictatorships. This is the government, the governments of Satan. Interesting, in Matthew, the fourth chapter, when Jesus Christ confronted Satan in the wilderness, Satan the devil said that all these kingdoms have been given unto me. He had the right to all the kingdoms, all their governments, all their dictators, and he was in charge of all of them. And Christ did not refute that claim because he said, Jesus Christ plainly said, that the kingdom of God, my kingdom, is not of this world. And it is not. Satan the devil is the God of this world. But God will bring down his government, take Satan out of the picture, throw him in the bottomless pit as we read in Revelation, the 20th chapter, and God's government is going to be set on this earth. Let's go to some scriptures to show 
the government of God being set up on this earth. In Isaiah, the ninth chapter, Isaiah 9, we all know that Isaiah 9 is a prophecy about Jesus Christ. In the ninth chapter, verse 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And the name, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God. A lot of people have problems with that scripture, that a son that was to be born was to be called El Gabor, the Mighty God. That's one of the titles of Yahweh, God of the Old Testament. The everlasting Father, Father of Eternity, the Prince of Peace. Verse 7. And the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David. Where is that throne today? Maybe the evangelist who proclaims to preach the gospel, maybe a lot of these guys on television who proclaim they're preaching the gospel, would like to explain the throne of David. Where is that throne? Now, David, God said to David that there would never fail someone to sit on your throne, a son to sit on your throne, ruling over the house of Israel. Jeremiah 33, verse 17 2 Samuel, the 7th chapter, if you look into the Davidic covenant, God said that there will always be a son to sit on his throne. Now, a throne is not a chair. It's an office, a position of power, a monarchy that God would set up with the line of David and they would rule over the house of Israel. Our evangelists would maybe want to explain where that throne is, what happened to that throne after the days of Jeremiah, and what we read in the annals of Ireland, that that throne got taken from Jerusalem to Ireland, and Ireland down into Scotland, and Scotland down into England. And Ezekiel says that that throne would be overturned, overturned, overturned three times till he who comes who's right it is. And that is, of course, Jesus Christ. And he would take that throne and establish it, establish it in Jerusalem, where he will rule and reign on this earth. Our evangelists would maybe want to explain some of these things. If he proclaims that he's preaching the gospel like he is, what about the throne of David? Where is it? And upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice from henceforth, even forever, the zeal of the eternal of hosts will perform this. This is talking about a literal kingdom. And it's going to be set up on this earth. Let's go to Zechariah. Zechariah, the 14th chapter, speaking of the throne of David, Zechariah talks about the king, Yahweh, to be king over all of the earth. It says in verse 9, and the Lord shall be king over all of the earth. Notice the king is to be a king on the earth that the kingdom is going to be set up on this earth. You know, there's a lot of people out there that believe that the millennial reign of Jesus Christ is going to be up in heaven. You know, there was a would-be prophetess back in the 18th century, uh, Ellen G. White, who is an author of the, a, lot of, a lot of the doctrines of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And she proclaimed that the millennium is going to be spent up in heaven. And what she did was, was flew around with some of the scriptures, like Isaiah the 24th chapter in her book, The Great Controversy, and she reworked some of the scriptures to show that there were no people on earth, they're all up in heaven, 
And Satan the devil was on this earth roaming around on a desolate earth. But when you read Isaiah the 24th chapter, you will see that the earth is peopled with people. Why do people do some of these things that they do of trying to rework some scriptures? Because they have a lot of these pet doctrines that they hold dear and they don't want to part with them. And so they try to rework scripture to back up some of the pet doctrines that they love so much and have taught in their churches. And then when someone comes along and refutes a lot of their claims, well, of course, they get all huffy and puffy and get all upset. And, and that's not just with the Christian religion. I mean, you can talk about other religions as well. When you come along and refute a lot of their claims of a lot of some of the religions out there, of course, a lot of people get, uh, get all upset and perturbed. I mean, idol bashing is something that you don't want to take up as a hobby or, or as a full-time job, uh, let me tell you, because idol bashing is one of the worst things you can get into. I mean, you go up to an Asherah pole of, let's say, the South uh, Asians there and in the South Pacific, go up some of their Asherah poles and chop them down. See what happens to you. It's not a pretty sight. And that's all religions. You start fooling around with a lot of their pet doctrines, you're going to get yourself in a lot of trouble. So, Ellen G. White proclaimed that the kingdom of God is going to be spent up in heaven. Satan the devil is going to roam down here on this earth all by himself on a desolate earth. And it's simply not true. Notice the scripture here. The king... Yahweh shall be king over all the earth, and in that day there shall be one Lord, and his name one. Now notice, it says this, it shall come to pass in verse 16, that everyone that is left of all the nations, where are the nations? Up in heaven? No, they are on this earth. Which came against Jerusalem shall even go up year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the feast of tabernacles. And it shall be, whosoever shall not come up of all the families of the earth unto Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, even upon them shall be no rain. Talking about the family of Egypt, they should come to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. All nations. And that's in Zechariah, the 14th chapter. Isaiah, the 11th chapter. Let's go to Isaiah 11. Here it's talking about the rule of Jesse. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, verse 2. The Spirit of understanding, counsel, knowledge, fear of the eternal. And it says, With righteousness shall he judge the poor, verse 4, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. Revelation 19, verse 15, shows the second coming of Jesus Christ to this earth, and he smites the nations with the rod of his, with the sword that comes out of his mouth. Notice verse 6. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf, and the young lion, and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. Is this speaking of heaven? Are there wolves, lambs, leopards up in heaven? Notice verse 7. And the cow and the bear shall feed, the young ones shall lie down together, and the young lion and the and the young lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nature of animals are going to change at the second coming of Jesus Christ. The suckling child shall play at the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put his hand in the viper's den. 
They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, and that's the kingdom of God, and we'll get to that in a second, for the earth, not up in heaven, the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the eternal as the waters cover the sea. There's no way that you can misunderstand these scriptures. The kingdom of God is going to be set up on this earth, and it is a literal kingdom. Daniel, the second chapter. Daniel 2. Here we see that great image in the plain that Daniel saw, and it's talking about kingdoms that are going to be on this earth till the second coming of Jesus Christ. Talking about the head of gold, the silver, arms of silver, the thighs of brass, the legs of iron, the feet of part iron and part clay. And it says this, And thou sawest till a stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon its feet, that there were of iron and clay, and break them in pieces. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, and the gold broken to pieces together, and became like chaff of the summer threshing floors, and the wind shall carry them away, that no place was found for them. And the stone that smote the image became a great mountain, we heard of the mountain of the eternal, and filled the whole earth. Then comes the rest of the verses that interpret what that image means and says that thou art this head of gold verse 38 and after thee shall rise another kingdom inferior to you and that was the kingdom of persia and then a third kingdom of brass that shall rule over all the earth and then the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron so these are literal kingdoms that daniel is speaking of then it talks about the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken talking about the iron and the clay and in the days of these kings, those are the ten toes, shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom. Now why is it that these other kingdoms are literal, but then when it gets time for the kingdom of God, all of a sudden it's not literal. It's not a kingdom that's going to rule on this earth. Again, because of all these pet doctrines that these people have, and they try to work around some of these scriptures, like the Jehovah Witnesses, when it says that the king shall be over the earth, that Jesus Christ shall be over all the earth, or sorry, Jehovah, they don't believe Christ is Jehovah, but anyways, that word over means that he's over the earth, that he's up in heaven and he's over the earth. When it just literally means the word over means that he's in charge. Like when the prime minister of Canada, let's say, he's over Canada, he's in charge doesn't mean he's hovering over the earth up in heaven. Unbelievable. A lot of the pet doctrines, as I mentioned earlier, that these people have and try to spiritualize away some of these scriptures that I'm reading to you. It says, In the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom. That's what that mountain means, that filled the whole earth. That shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. For as much as thou sawest, the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and had it break in pieces the iron, brass, clay, and silver, and gold, the great God hath made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter. The dream is certain, and the interpretation is sure. It is speaking of a literal kingdom on this earth. Daniel, the seventh chapter. Daniel 7, verse 13. I saw night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven, 
and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near to him. And there was given unto him dominion, glory, and a kingdom, that all peoples, nations, languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, that, that which shall not be destroyed. So, the kingdom, verse 27, let's just go on with this, and the greatness of the kingdom under, under the whole heaven, that's speaking of the earth, shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey Him. Jesus Christ, the good news is that Jesus Christ is going to come back to this earth, and He is going to establish His government, the government of God. And as it said, they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, my kingdom. And the knowledge of the eternal shall be as, as the waters that cover the sea. Everyone shall know the truth of Almighty God, the way of Almighty God. As other prophecies say, this is the way someone's about to sin, and he hears behind him, this is the way, walk ye in it. No more satanic influences, only divine influences by Jesus Christ and his co-rulers, which are the saints that shall be given the kingdom. Revelation 5 verse 10 says that we are to be made kings and priests and we will reign on the earth. That's where the saints are going to reign. They're going to reign on the earth. Jesus Christ is going to set up his kingdom. Revelation the 14th chapter. We see the 144,000 with the Lamb, which is Jesus Christ, and they are where? On Mount Zion in Jerusalem. And there... They set up God's kingdom, and they govern from Jerusalem. Isaiah, the second chapter, shows by what laws God is going to govern. Isaiah, the second chapter, and Micah 4 is a literally word for word from what Isaiah says in Isaiah 2. Let's just turn here. It says in verse 2, in the last days, shall the mountain of the eternal's house, the kingdom of God, shall be established on top of all the mountains, meaning all the kingdoms. And it shall be established above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. All nations shall flow unto Jerusalem. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, let us go up to the mountain of the eternal, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he shall teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths, for out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the eternal from Jerusalem. That dreaded Old Testament law that these evangelists say is done away is going to be the way Jesus Christ is going to govern this earth. All nations shall flow to the kingdom of Jesus Christ, the government, and learn of his ways, his paths, and teach all nations the laws of Almighty God. You know, if these guys are evangelists, how come you never hear them explaining and expounding some of these scriptures of what I'm telling you about the kingdom of God? Because that is what the gospel is. It is the good news of the coming kingdom of God. Now you see other scriptures talking about the gospel of our salvation. The gospel of Christ. Well, that ties in with the kingdom of God. You see, the kingdom of God is eternal life that we are to enter into. 
And what Jesus did, His ministry of dying on the cross and His blood shed for our sins, all ties into what He did for us on earth for us to receive eternal life. So it's all tied into the one message of the gospel of the kingdom of God. Now, there's something deeper, however, than just the kingdom of God, meaning Christ ruling, His territory is this earth, the laws by which He governs are the Ten Commandments. It goes actually even deeper than this. In John the third chapter, it says that for us to enter into that kingdom, we must be born again. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. <coughs> Excuse me. Flesh and blood cannot inherit that we must be born again. What does that mean? Let's go to John, the third chapter. I haven't th thought to uh, mention this, but if you want the booklet on the purpose of human life, order that. That's on our website. You can also read it on our website as well. The purpose of human life. What is the very purpose for you and I to be born on this earth? And that ties into this message of the kingdom of God. It says this, verse 3, Except a man be born again another time, because we're born once, but Jesus Christ said we are to be born again another time, he cannot see or enter the kingdom of God. It says, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, meaning flesh, and the Spirit, meaning God, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. You and I, we are born of the flesh. We are flesh. That which is born of the Spirit, the Lord is that Spirit, 2 Corinthians 3.17. John 4 says God is the Spirit. So this is meaning born of God. That which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. 1 Corinthians 15 shows that we are to be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, that we have a natural body, then a spiritual body, and that we are to be born again into that Spirit body. And we are to be born into this kingdom. What does that mean? You know, it's interesting that the word kingdom... What is a kingdom? Now, you've heard of the kingdom of Norway, the kingdom of Great Britain, the kingdom of Sweden. What is it? All it is is a family of people that have grown great into a nation. And then they have a king there that represents his people, that rules over his people, and they're all of the same family. The kingdom of God, isn't it interesting that the kingdom can also read Kingdom, nation, people are used interchangeably in the Bible. And we show you that in the booklet. Isn't it interesting that the church is called an holy nation, that we are God's nation, and an old prophecy in the Bible shows, can, there, can a nation be born at once? Meaning God's kingdom. We are to be born into God's family. And that family consisting of the Father and Son right now, but will grow great into a nation, a kingdom, will come down and rule and reign on this earth. You and I have the chance to be born again into God's family and to rule and reign with Him on this earth.
the good news is the family of God. God is reproducing after his own kind. And those sons and daughters of God who are now born of the Spirit and are spirit have the same image of, as Jesus Christ and the Father. As God says, I will make man after my likeness, after our image rather. And when we are born again, we are after the image of Christ and the image of the Father. And we go through this in that booklet, The Purpose of Human Life, if you want it. It's on our website if you want to read it, or you can order it by CD-ROM. We are to have the same image as God. So the kingdom of God is the family of God ruling and reigning on this earth. That is what the kingdom of God is. That's what the good news is. Christ came to, to bring a message that his father gave him to give to the peoples of this earth. And that message is that you can be born into God's family and rule this earth forever and ever and ever. All our literature is offered free of charge. Write to us at British Israel Church of God, 171 West Barbara Avenue, Pahrump, Nevada, Postal Code 89060. Our website address is www.britishisrael.ca. This is Bill Pizzinas saying, Goodbye, friends.